This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms drop down through the 40s and by morning we're going to be in the 30s across the area with light winds and few clouds mostly sunny skies for your thursday afternoon temperatures into the mid to upper 60s across the area i'm seven news chief meteorologist veronica johnson in the first alert weather center right now dupont circle 52 germantown 50 annandale 52 down to the 30s overnight you're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening. I'm Dimitri Sotis. And coming up to developing stories, what were President Biden and his Chinese counterpart able to agree on after four hours of talks in Northern California? The U.S. Senate expected to vote on the House government funding bill to avoid a shutdown tonight. Some Virginia lawmakers are officially calling for this after the selection of a new FBI headquarters. I'm Mike Marilla. The mother of a six-year-old who shot his teacher in Virginia early this year learns her fate. A jury finds a man guilty in the shooting death of his girlfriend here in the area nearly a decade ago. A concession in a closely watched local Commonwealth's attorney race. I'm Scott Gelman. And is TikTok the new Twitter when it comes to where we get our news? We'll go in-depth with Axios at 8.15. It's now 8 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. President Biden and his Chinese counterpart, Xi Jinping, spent four hours talking on the sidelines of the APEX meeting. It was their first face-to-face meeting in a year since then. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan last year was viewed as a provocation by China. CBS's Weijia Zhang. They have essentially said that they have a common goal, which is to coexist, to compete, but to not veer into that conflict or confrontation. But of course, sorting out how they will do that, putting up guardrails, and making sure they can communicate is the goal here, which President Biden said is his top priority and how he would define a successful summit with Xi. CBS's Deborah Pata on what the Israelis say they found after storming the besieged Al-Shifa hospital in Gaza City looking for Hamas militants. When Israeli soldiers finally entered, not a single shot was fired. There is a, an AK-47. But they say they found proof that Hamas was operating there, showing this as evidence. These weapons have absolutely no business being inside a hospital. What they did not show were any Hamas fighters, and they made no mention of the tunnels they've repeatedly said double up as the group's command center underneath the complex. During his testimony before the House Homeland Security Committee, FBI Director Christopher Wray spoke about an increase in reports of threats since the October 7th Hamas terror attacks and war declared by Israel. The biggest chunk of the threats that have been uh, reported into us by a good margin are threats to the Jewish community, synagogues, Jewish prominent officials, uh, things like that. Ray also noted an increase in threats against Muslim Americans. The Senate is next expected to vote on a stopgap funding bill that would push off a spending fight until early next year. CBS's Scott McFarland. For those looking for it and listening for it, there are warning sirens flashing and blaring about January 19th. 
A government shutdown isn't just a possibility, but the prospects are increasingly likely a protracted government shutdown. This holiday season, you may have to pay to return a gift. CBS's Wendy Gillette reports. An estimated reports. 40% of retailers are charging return fees this year, including H&M, Dillard's, and TJ Maxx. Neil Saunders is managing director of the consulting firm Global Data Retail. The days when you could just use any retailer and all the returns were free and the consumer had to bear no cost and really not give much consideration to returns has gone. The new policies could help companies lessen the waste they produce. This is CBS News. You don't need a job platform. You need a hiring partner. Indeed lets you schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credit. 803 on WTOP. It's Wednesday night, November 15, 2023. DuPont Circle at 52. Suburban areas falling to the 30s. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following this hour. New this evening in the fight over which state gets the new FBI headquarters, a delegation of Virginia lawmakers is officially calling for an investigation into the decision to have the facility built in Greenbelt instead of Springfield. WTOP's Mike Marillo with our report. In a letter to the GSA's Inspector General, 11 members of Congress, including Virginia's two U.S. Senators and nine members of the House, called for an investigation because they say the selection process was found by political considerations and alleged impropriety. Virginia Congressman Jerry Conley, among those on the letter and during a House Oversight Committee hearing yesterday, claimed the changes made to the scoring process for the sites. Certainly seem to favor one party over another. This comes after the FBI Director Christopher Ray raised concerns, among them that a former Metro employee was a part of the process. Metro owns the Greenbelt land. Robin Carnahan, the administrator of the GSA, said yesterday, I stand behind the decision of our team. And many Maryland lawmakers say Greenbelt is the right choice. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. The GSA says it's aware of the letter and it welcomes a review of its decision-making process. WTOP has reached out to the independent GSA Inspector General's office for comment as well. Other news tonight, the mother of the six-year-old boy who shot his teacher in Virginia at the start of this year has been sentenced to almost two years in prison for using marijuana while owning a gun. The sentence was 21 months. Deja Taylor's son took her gun to school and used it to shoot his first-grade teacher, Abby's Warner, at Richneck Elementary in Newport News. Taylor's sentencing is the first measure of accountability for the January sh- shooting. She still faces a separate sentencing next month for felony child neglect. Zwerner is also suing the Newport News school system for $40 million. A Prince George's County man is found guilty of killing his ex-girlfriend on Christmas Eve nearly a decade ago. A jury found 44-year-old Marvin Lopez... Guilty of first-degree murder while armed for the shooting death of Evelyn Arroyo Guerra. Now, uh, Lopez was found in El Salvador earlier this year and brought back here to D.C. after being charged with her murder. Lopez was accused of shooting and killing his ex in front of a restaurant on 14th Street where she worked as a waitress. He faces up to life in prison. 8.05 on WTOP. Election 2023 now, a little more than a week later. Loudoun County's incumbent Commonwealth's attorney has just conceded. This paves the way for her challenger to take office starting next year. Here outside the courthouse in Leesburg, Loudoun County Commonwealth's attorney, Buda Biberai, reflected on her office's progress. Violent crime is down 31%, and Loudoun remains one of the safest places to raise a family. Days after Election Day, she conceded the challenger, Bob Anderson. She trailed by about 300 votes, but isn't asking for a recount. I have decided that I will not pursue one in order to conserve the taxpayer funds as well as to expand the transition period to serve 
to better serve the people of Loudoun County. Bibberai became the first woman to be elected as Commonwealth's attorney in Loudoun County in 2019. In a statement, Anderson says he plans to deliver on his promise of protecting the community from violent crime. In Leesburg, Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Next to campaign 2024 on WTOP, a retired Army colonel who was very visible during some of the Trump years is announcing his bid for Congress. Eugene Vindman is the first Democrat to run for Congress in Virginia's 7th District. That seat is currently held by Democratic Congresswoman Abigail Spanberger, who just earlier this week announced that she is running for governor instead of seeking another term. Vindman is a career military officer who went from fighting in Iraq to serving in the White House as a national security advisor. And you may recall during the first Trump impeachment, which was all about that phone call to Ukraine's leader, Vindman was very visible in calling out the then president, accusing him of wrongdoing in that first impeachment. Colleges and universities have long been at the center of protests and student action related to global events. Recently, with the Israel-Hamas war raging, there have been cases in which student groups were suspended from their own campuses. WTOP's Kate Ryan tells us that's a situation that raises questions about freedom of speech. Lara Schwartz teaches at the American University School of Public Affairs, and she's the founding director of the program on civic dialogue. At a public university, she says... Speech, as opposed to conduct, is presumptively protected. But there are exceptions, and they are narrow. For things like incitement or true threat, also also called intimidation. Universities can set restrictions on time, place, and manner of expression, and they can also have rules for student conduct. Schwartz says... It may be hard to live with protection for speech that can be hateful, offensive, or painful, but the bottom line? That hateful speech might very well be protected speech. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Straight ahead, Capitol Hill's newest restaurant focuses on being good at one thing. Stay with us. For more than 50 years, KBR's science and engineering expertise has enhanced our ability to explore, examine, and understand the universe. As a leading provider of technology solutions both on and off the planet, no company is better equipped to solve the challenges of mission-critical operations and health technology than KBR. From launch to landing and everything in between, we are the team behind the mission. For more information and career opportunities, visit kbr.com slash career. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th and when it breaks. We're back to Bob in the traffic center. Beltway on the inner loop of the George Washington Parkway. The tractor trailer is now stopped on the right shoulder out of the roadway. And things are pretty much uh, clearing out all the way around the Beltway, both in Maryland and in Virginia. Just a brief slowdown on the inner loop uh, getting up uh, to the American Legion Bridge right now. Really nothing to speak of at all. 66 runs without delay in both directions, and both 395 and 95 are pretty quiet, at least as far south as Fredericksburg tonight. In Maryland on 50 out to the Bay Bridge, traffic continues to run pretty well. Same with 270 both ways, and no delays on 95 at the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. In the district, we're good to go on 295, and on 695 and 395, all running without delay. Want to test an electric car? Plug into fitsmall.com and find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru Solterra Hyundai Ioniq with a Toyota BZ4X at fitsmall.com. That's the Fitzway. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Now to Veronica Johnson. She's 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist. Another quiet evening. It's going to get chilly and once again cold overnight. So we could have some patchy frost by Thursday morning. Temperatures this evening falling through the 40s, mid-30s to around 40 degrees by early Thursday morning. Mostly sunny skies to partly sunny. 
sunny skies expected for your Thursday afternoon and about 65 degrees for a high temperature. We'll be closer to that 70 degree mark by Friday afternoon. Rain comes in late around 10 to 11 p.m. and it's out of here by Saturday sunrise. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. DuPont Circle 52, Germantown at 50, Annandale 52 degrees, dropping into the 30s in many suburbs. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Here's Jeff Claypaw. Wholesale prices fell a half percent in October, the biggest drop in wholesale inflation since the early days of the pandemic. Toyota's 2025 Camry models will be all hybrid. The Camry remains the best-selling car in the U.S. It came out in 1983. Capitol Hill all-egg pop-up restaurant, I Egg You, becomes a full-time brick-and-mortar restaurant this weekend with its own location. It's from the owners of Chico. The Dow rallied 164 points Wednesday. Jeff Claybaugh. WTOP News. Let's look at the Asia-Pacific markets. They're a bit lower. Tokyo stocks down a tenth of a percent. Australia's ASX 200 is down half a percent. Well, by virtue of you listening to us tonight, you know you get some of your news from WTOP. But where else do you find that you're turning to TikTok more than Twitter? We'll go in-depth with Axios on the news value on TikTok. Coming up. You know, I've been walking around the house today, and I guess I just never really noticed how many things Dad personally built with his own hands. The moldings, the cabinets, they don't make them like this anymore. I just can't bring myself to imagine taking him out of this house. But you know, since this fall, he's really unsteady on his feet, and I'm afraid he could hurt himself. And it's just really too much for Mom to handle alone. And with us both living so far away, it's becoming impossible to be here for them. Friends told me about the great experience they've had with Warm and Home Care, so maybe they can help us too. With Warm and Home Care, your loved one can stay safe and happy in their own home, while a caregiver provides essential services, personal hygiene, medication reminders, light housekeeping, and more. Family-owned and operated, the Warman family has spent over 30 years providing happiness at home to families like yours. Learn more about the Warman difference at WarmanHomeCare.com. That's W-A-R-M-A-N HomeCare.com. Warman Home Care. Happiness at home. Coming up here, the Wizards are trying not to get blown out by Dallas at home, so far not succeeding. Sports in 10 minutes with Frank on WTOP. Hi, I'm Patricia Farrick president of FVC Bank. With me today are Grant Epstein and Lynn Hackney of Community 3, phenomenal real estate developers in the Washington, D.C. urban areas. Grant, Lynn, as a valued customer of FVC Bank, please tell our listeners a little about your business. Thank you, Trish. Community 3's investment and development capabilities focus on design, community-driven vision, and sustainable construction. That's right. We are experienced in historic rehab, an adapter for use, having converted churches, schools, mansions, and office buildings into mixed-use residential communities. That's fantastic. Thanks, Grant and Lynn. FEC Bank appreciates the close relationship we have with Community 3. Take it from us at Community 3. FEC Bank is a great partner. You can rely on a term sheet from FEC. We have, and you can too. Visit FVCBank.com. That's FVCBank.com. Member FDIC. Honey, come here, quick. What is it? Shh, check it out. All these highly rated wines are under $20. Total Wine must have made a mistake. (laughs) Nope, they always have the lowest prices. Oh, remember that amazing rosé your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here. (laughs) Whoa, that's a low price. 
I mean, whoa, that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly. B21. The multi-cloud environment has arrived, but the journey to the multi-cloud has been anything but tested or proven. Join us to learn how your agency can effectively, efficiently, and securely leverage the best of what multi-cloud offers to manage your data at each hybrid point along the journey. A unique panel of AWS, Commvault, and Kellen Technologies shows you how a trusted panel of partners smooth the transition and deliver the resiliency that has always been the value proposition underpinning hybrid multi-cloud technology. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. 815, I'm Dimitri Sotis. Thank you for being with us. Where do you get your daily news from? Aside from WTOP, of course, otherwise you wouldn't be listening here. Well, according to a survey from the Pew Research Center, more people are turning to TikTok. In fact, almost a third of adults between the ages of 18 and 29 rely on the video sharing platform for their news. Let's go in depth on this now with Eleanor Hawkins. She is communication strategist and writer at Axios, and we really appreciate a bit of your time. You know, there was a, a time when TikTok first came out that we called it the dancing app. A lot of people doing that, but now all kinds of advice, do-it-yourself videos, there's cooking, all kinds of things. How does news fit into a TikTok's menu, if you will? Yes, you're right. It has certainly evolved over time. And in fact, since 2020, more than double the amount of people are flocking to the platform to get their news. So we've seen a major increase in the amount of people that are going to news. And, you know, if you zoom out, roughly half of Americans say they get their news from some sort of social media platform. And TikTok is certainly on the rise, specifically, as you said, for those younger age groups. But I will point out that all age demographics, 18 to 29, all the way up to 65 plus, are increasingly using the app for news gathering. Were we able to learn whether a legitimate news outlet such as Axios, such as WTOP or NBC, which all you know have a presence there, is that the news people are, are uh, consuming or is it maybe somebody with an opinion, somebody who's not, shall we say, a, a professional journalist who's actually putting out so-called news on there? It's a combination. You're seeing a lot of brands, a lot of news organizations flock to the platform, but you're also seeing a lot of user-generated content, kind of man-on-the-ground reporting. And so that is one of the top concerns, is that uh, is the news that people are flocking to credible? Is Does it follow the same journalistic ethics as traditional media does? And I think that that is a legitimate concern and one that we will see play out over time. I appreciate you saying that, and I quickly wanted to add uh, that there is great value in citizen journalists. I didn't mean to paint everything with a broad brush, but just just so we know, uh, especially because it's not just on TikTok, each of these outlets, X especially, formerly Twitter, so much disinformation and misinformation. Any uh, advice on navigating all that? I would say to always check the source. Um, one interesting fact that I have learned in in my research and reporting is that younger generations treat the comments in the same way that maybe you and I would treat footnotes. So that's really where they go to find the source, to trace the the 
the truth. Um, and so we're also seeing a lot of brands, a lot of news organizations show up in the comments and provide a link, provide secondary sources. So there is still a way to trace the narrative and trace the fact, um, but you just have to get a little bit more creative there. And as you pointed out, it's not just across TikTok, it's across Instagram. We're also seeing platforms like LinkedIn and Twitch and Nextdoor gain traction for news sources. So people are are definitely embracing social media and embracing digital platforms to find news. We really appreciate this update. Thanks for coming on with us to talk a little bit about it. Thanks for having me. Eleanor Hawkins, communication strategist and writer at Axios, talking about TikTok and its increased news presence or more and more people going there for news. A quick footnote, we've also been reporting on WTOP tonight that YouTube has new rules about artificial intelligence that creators need to come clean on whether they're using artificial intelligence or they risk getting kicked off of YouTube. Well, now it's time for traffic and weather on the 8s and Bob Imler in the traffic center. It has become a very quiet night around the region. Now there are no delays to report on the Beltway, either in Maryland or in Virginia. Things are running pretty well uh, just about all over. In fact, on 95 of the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, you're good to go. On 50 out to the Bay Bridge, nothing in your way there. And all is quiet up and down 270. And in Virginia, on 66, between the Roosevelt Bridge and Haymarket and Points West, nothing in your way there. And both 395 and 95 are also running without any report of incident or delay. And also uh, pretty light to moderate volume of traffic with no delay on 295, 695, and 395 in the district. For solutions to all of your plumbing problems, call the five-star plumbing experts at Crop Metcalf. 1-800-GO-CROP or visit CropMetcalf.com. Bob Inler, WTLP Traffic. Next is Veronica Johnson. She's 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist. Clouds making their way out of here, and it's going to be cold, but not quite as cold as it was last evening and overnight. Temperatures through the 40s, mid-30s to around 40 degrees by early Thursday morning. Our Friday eve looking pretty good with partly sunny to mostly sunny skies. Then on Friday, we've got a chance for some rain around the area, around 70 degrees during the afternoon, rain comes in during the overnight period, and it's out of here by early Saturday morning. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Alexandria 50, Penn Quarter 53, Columbia 49, gradually falling into the 30s overnight. And uh, still ahead here on WTOP, 13 carjacking arrests in just one part of our area. All those arrested are teens. We would like to go over the top stories here very quickly. The U.S. and China have agreed to restore high-level military communications after a meeting between President Biden and President Xi this afternoon. Looking at an empty lectern right now in Northern California, waiting for President Biden to come out and make some comments there. Virginia leaders not done talking about the FBI headquarters going to Greenbelt, Maryland. They want a formal investigation on how that spot was chosen over Springfield, Virginia. We're watching for the latest signs that some of the Israeli hostages in Gaza may be released. Keep it here for full details on WTOP. Now 821. Here's Tim Judge, Senior Vice President, Head of Modeling, and Chief Climate Officer Fannie Mae on the discussion of why federal agencies and departments need to invest in understanding their physical climate risk. Sponsored by Aon. Most important to us is the mission and the safety and soundness of Fannie Mae. So we need to be proactive about understanding climate We understand things are only going to get worse. So now is the time to do as much investment as we can, investment in understanding and investment in creating partnerships so that we can start to be ready for a world that's going to get increasingly more challenging. Aon exists to shape decisions for the better, to protect and enrich the lives of people around the world. 
We provide our clients with advice and solutions that give them the clarity and confidence to make better decisions to protect and grow their business. Aon is in the business of better decisions. Breaking news on WTOP. President Biden just starting to speak from Woodside, California, on his meeting with the Chinese President Xi Jinping. He says there is new partnership on fighting narcotics trafficking. Let's listen in for a little bit. President Biden live. Without control. And by the way, some of these pills are being inserted in other drugs like cocaine. A lot of people are dying. More people in the United States between the ages of 18 to 49 die from fentanyl than from guns, car accidents, or any other cause, period. So today, with this new understanding, we're taking action to significantly reduce the flow of precursor chemicals and pill presses from China to the Western Hemisphere. It's going to save lives, and I appreciate President Xi's commitment on this issue. President Xi and I tasked our teams to maintain a policy and law enforcement coordination going forward to make sure it works. I also want to thank the bipartisan congressional delegation to China, led by Leader Schumer, in October for supporting efforts of this effort so strongly. Secondly, and this is critically important, we're reassuming military-to-military contacts, direct contacts. As a lot of you press know, follow this, that's been cut off, and it's been very worrisome. That's how accidents happen, misunderstandings. So we're back to direct, open, clear, direct communications on a, on a, on a direct basis. Vital miscalculations on either side can, uh, can cause real, real trouble with, a, with a, uh, a country like China or any other major country. And so I think we're made real, real progress there as well. And thirdly, we're going to get our experts together to discuss risk and safety issues associated with artificial intelligence. As many of you have traveled with me around the world, almost everywhere I go, every major leader wants to talk about the impact of artificial intelligence. These are tangible steps in the right direction to determine what's useful and what's not useful, what's dangerous and what's acceptable. Moreover, there are evidence of cases that, uh, that I've made all along. The United States will continue to compete vigorously with the PRC, but will manage that competition responsibly so it doesn't veer into conflict or accidental conflict. And where it's possible, where our interests are coincide, we're going to work together like we did on fentanyl. That's what the world expects of us. The rest of the world expects, not just in people in China and the United States, but the rest of the world expects that of us. And that's what the United States is going to be doing. <clears throat> Today, President Xi and I also exchanged views on a range of regional and global issues, including Russia's refusal and brutal war to stop the war and brutal war of aggression against Ukraine and, and conflict in Gaza. And as I always do, I raised areas where the United States has concerns about the PRC's actions, including detained and, ex, and, uh, and, and exit banned U.S. citizens, human rights and corrective uh, coercive activities in the South China Sea. President Biden live from Woodside, California, just starting to speak about the results of his four-hour meetings 
with President Xi of China. And the highlights are, number one, military-to-military communications will be coming back. This is hugely important. You remember the Chinese spy balloon and other issues where uh, uh, conflict could have escalated and there was no communication between the two nations' militaries. So that's coming back. President Biden also says there will be new cooperation on stopping the flow of fentanyl into our country and other narcotics trafficking. So two of the headlines there. We'll have more coming up here on your breaking news, traffic and weather station, WTOP. Sports at 25 and 55. Powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Now time for Frank Hanrahan. All right, Wizards just getting clobbered by a 